Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. And I hope you are ready. I hope you are ready. You know, there's something, there's something about the environment that is powerful. The scripture says, and Jesus sat down and started teaching. I always imagine he really sat down. He prepared the environment. And the people were ready for the word, for the teaching of the word. Sometimes I wonder whether people come to church ready for the word. I just wonder. Because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things pulling us Mobile phones, social media, and a lot of programs. And I wonder whether people are ready for the word. The, the hunger has been that hunger, the things, the stuff we have, the people have, and a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things that people have to do has actually pulled away that hunger for God. I hope the river stays in the river flowing. You know, talk about uh, the blowing, like the, this church blowing. When I pulled here, I felt like telling you that this church is going to be one of the mega churches in the cities around here. It's going to grow. It's going to grow. You're going to have hundreds of thousands of people coming here just to hear the word of God. Stay hungry for the word of God. Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. He just said it like uh, years ago, the the, 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 the churches would clap hands, they would shout, they would do what? And I want you to keep shouting and clapping and doing all those kind of stuff. That's a sign of being alive. <laughs> I had an argument with a gentleman who wants to be very professional in the church. He loves to be very professional. And once the preachers who are very professional, the praising is very professional. The voices are very professional, you know, those kind of cold churches that are calm and cold and dead. <laughs> and so I had an argument with him. He said, I don't like those churches that people are clapping hands and yelling. They call it yelling. Like if I say, hallelujah, is that yelling? I'm shouting because I'm excited. That's not yelling. I'm excited. Uh, you, you, you husbands, you go to the, you go somewhere in South Korea. You spend there like ten months. Come back, your wife is waiting for you. From you are from the army at the airport. If she comes, Woo-hoo-hoo! is that yelling? She's so excited to see you. Can you imagine her saying, "Hi, I am happy to see you, professionally." <laughs> Would you, th- would, you, would you think that, that she's happy? Oh, I love you, my dear husband. I really missed you. <laughs> nah, that is not. So I had an argument with him. That up there in Ohio, I said, hey. He said, I don't like those churches. Like, yelling, shouting, clapping hands, and, and yeah. And then I asked him, do you go for watch football? He said, yeah. You see how people in the football? Uh, Colorado what? How do you call the Colorado football team? You call it what? 
Ah, I don't know. You don't, you don't know. Fire, yeah, front, yeah. Branco. They're playing against uh, New York something, yeah? Right? Yeah, I know you are lost. Keep, keep up with me, guys. Don't lose me. Don't leave me alone on the pulpit. So, so, you see people in the, how do you call it? I call it, I know, eh? stadiums. Yeah, 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 Bronco, Bronco. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. And the same people are like, Bronco, Bronco, New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The same guy comes in the church and says, Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Why aren't you doing the same thing you did there? You are more excited in the football than in the church. Man, you gotta be like children. You gotta be like children. The Bible tells us to have the childlike faith. You know, children are like that. Children just run around in the house. They enjoy. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. They'll be talking, falling down. Yeah, that's how you. Yeah. There's a, there's a friend of mine. Uh, she's a worship leader of a big church, five thousand member church. Every time she's leading worship, she's barefooted. So I asked her. Why do you want all of us to look at your feet? Why, what's happening? Why, she said, there is a secret, Pastor Stephen. She told me, it's a sign that I'm in a father's house. I am relaxed. I said, wow, that is a revelation. So those are the signs of a church growth. What are the things of the church growth? You gotta be free. You gotta be free. You gotta enjoy yourselves. And, and, I, and I tell you, there are some people who are very judgmental when they come to church. You know, don't worry about those ones. They don't know your story. Right. The, your neighbor doesn't know what you went through. You know, and God has a sense of humor. You know, sometimes those uh, shouting people, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. He makes you sit right next to a gentleman who is very elite and professional. <laughs> and maybe he has some money. So, money, he has money. Yeah, so. And this guy comes, oh, Jesus, you've been so good. <laughs> I love you. Accidentally slaps you. <laughs> this guy is in the spirit. You are in the flesh. <laughs> Do you know who I am? And some people say, if it wasn't for church, would I supposed to be with this kind of people? That is canality of the highest level. This is the house of God. God is moving. He's our father. I want to encourage you to be childlike. Can you say amen? amen? You know, casting all your cares on the Lord. And let Jesus be in, be in charge, be the, be the father. Now, open your Bibles with me, if you would. And I want to show you, share with you something of rejoicing in the Lord always. And I want to teach you how to be happy. Are you ready? You got to be happy, friends. You got to be happy. There is no single reason why you should never be happy. And we are going to read the scripture of Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. Philippians 4 and 4. And I love to hear in this page opening. Listen, what it says? Uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again. Rejoice. Let's pause there for a minute. Now he says, rejoice in the Lord always. 
on Monday and not on Tuesday? No. Always, you know, English is not my language. I just learned English on the blackboard. That's why for me, you have words you speak. I learned my English on the blackboard. The teacher told me A, B, C, D. They told me this is water. My teacher who taught me water was not an American, so he taught me water with an accent. So I say water. I don't know how to say water, water. water. I don't know how to say that. So I found trouble. I went to a petrol station and I told this lady, I said, I need gas for, for 40. 40. You say 40. That's how you say it. So she gave me one for 14. I said, no. I said, four and zero. Oh, 40. Not 14. So, uh, but I want you to see something here. I don't want to lose this, this one. He said, rejoice in the Lord. And the secret is in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. You see, he did not say rejoice in the achievements. He did not say rejoice in the beautiful house that you have had. It is good though. But, it, but that, that happens for two months. The moment you get that beautiful house, all your aunts come, let's celebrate. <laughs> God has been good. And then you don't, want, you don't see that beautiful house anymore. Because it's a thing. Right. You know. You know, I like, the, I like the scripture that says, seek first the kingdom of God and those things. Things. We follow. The things that are taking our lives, they follow after you. You seek the kingdom, money, house, cars, whatever you want, they keep following you. All these iPads. <laughs> they keep following you. Now watch out what we are doing. We've left the Lord somewhere in the corner. We're looking for money, looking for bills. We're looking for iPads, iPhone 15. <laughs> So the Lord won't for you. The Lord is I'm here until you come back. That's why we are we, ha, we are in a spiritual drought, numbness, deadness, because we are not seeking the Lord. Make Him a priority. Make Him the first in your life. For, he says, seek the Lord. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then He says it like this. Again, I will say it. Rejoice. You see. If you told, you told a child, sit down, that is enough, right? But if you added it in twice, that's very serious. I said, sit down. That's pretty serious. So when Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say it, rejoice. Yeah. It means you might, have miss, you might miss it. So he's emphasizing the importance of rejoicing in the Lord always. That's why he said, and again, I say, rejoice. So you have no excuse for not rejoicing. No, never. Pastor Stephen, you don't know what I'm going through. I am so sorry, I don't know, darling. But the Bible knows. And he has said, rejoice. Always. 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 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Rejoice. Always. 
Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a few things that will steal your joy. I want you to write them down, please, if you would. These are the things that will completely quickly take your joy away from you. Number one, the uncontrolled emotions. Those ones are killing a lot of people. Emotions that are not controlled. Emotions are good, but if they control you, they will drag you to hell. They will make you miserable. They will make you unhappy, uncontrolled. I see people, you see people here, pastor, they are nice, they are worshiping, they are singing. The moment something triggers their emotions, they will say words you've never heard before. <laughs> you father, f f f f f f f f You say that word? Yeah. Even you f f f f f Emotions have gone up high. That is a weird, that word is weird that people use it anywhere, anyhow. It's so weird. And when, from our culture, from our culture, when I started hearing that word, I was like, you know, when people are angry, they, they use the word if. And when they're happy, they use the word if. What is wrong with this word? <laughs> it works both sides. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm from Africa, so I don't understand the car. You know, because it's, it's, it's people here, when they come to church, they are now saying, oh my God, this preacher said the word F in the church. And then they are the ones who use it practically at their place of work. You see? And I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, control your emotions. Let your emotions be, be controlled. Let your mouth be controlled. Let your, what you hear be controlled. Don't let everything go through your ears anyhow. You know, you know, just do for me like this, please, please. Like this. Five. There are five gates through which the devil wants to use to, get, to enter into your system. Five. He uses what you see. He uses what you hear. He uses what you're, you're talking, what you're feeling. The five senses is when the, is where the, 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 the devil uses to enter into your system. The stuff you are watching on TV, you think you're just, <laughs> this is good. Some of them are entering you. It enters through your eyes, what you're watching, and then affects your whole sleep. Affects your whole, the way, of, uh, the way you live. And the stuff that you hear. So I want you to control the emotions if you're going to be happy. Control the emotions. Are you, right? Are you following me? Number two. You want to hear number two? Yes. Number two, unforgiveness. That will mess you up. Unforgiveness. Let me tell you something. Hmm. Uh, I have reasons for living an unforgive, unforgiving spirit. I have, I feel like I have those, I have, have reasons not to forgive. But I have to forgive. Until you get to a level where forgiving is a must. It is a must. You and I have to forgive. Forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. Those are the people that were killing Stephen in the Acts of the Apostles. They don't know what they're doing. Killing him. 
They don't know what they're doing. That is the best way that will actually help open your eyes as far as forgiving is concerned, is that you always have to know that there is a spirit behind someone who is trying to hurt you. So forgive him or her because they don't know what they're doing. And you're like, Pastor Stephen, he knows exactly what he's doing. No, he doesn't. Okay? So, and, and, uncontrollable, uh, uncontrolled emotions and then unforgiveness. I don't like to get old with an, uncon with a, an unforgiving spirit. You become mean. Detach yourselves from people, from reality. You become lonely. You become sensitive, touchy-feely. Are those still words of English? Yes. <laughs> Very good one. That's words of affirmation. I'm encouraging. You're encouraging me. So that can't touch you, really. They come to church. They're very sensitive. You sit on her, on her chair. She said, that is my seat for 24 years. Who made you sit here? Sit on another chair. There is a chair. So touchy feely. You know, he did not say hi to me. You will say hi to someone. Why are you blaming him for not saying hi to you? There is a lot of people turn around. Are you getting blessed? Yes. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen? Yeah, that's the people said, you know, you know, when I got sick, no one called me. Sorry. But sometimes you don't even let people know that you are sick. Right. So how will I be somewhere guessing that you are sick? <laughs> I'm driving my car and I'm guessing that you are sick. I can't believe no one called me. How will they know? You, leave, you even live alone. I no longer want to go to that church. Some people are so sensitive for silly things. I don't want to go to that church when the pastor is preaching, he's bragging on himself. That's what people say. How will I, how will I preach without interjecting what the Lord has been doing through my life? The pastor is, he doesn't hear a lot of silly things. You know, there's nothing that destroys church like words, negative words. Negative words, so what you call uh, back gasping. You know, I like the, the, the best word I like in English is backbiting. <laughs> you know that? The, way, the, the, one who, the one who invented that word was very smart. It's like, you can't forward bite me. I have to turn around and start. Nye, 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 nye. You are a coward. Why don't you bite me face to face? <laughs> you have to first wait for me to turn around. It's like, nye, 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 nye. you're so coward. Start biting, face biting. Yes. <laughs> Amen? Amen? But I want to, to tell you the river. You stay in the flow. You know? Forgive people. Don't be that, that, that spirit. Don't have that spirit that comes to church and you can't flow. The river, if you are going to be in the river, you have to flow. So to be able to flow, you have to be flexible. Isn't that right? Yes. You have to be flexible. You have to be free. 
casting your cares on the Lord. Let them go. Now, let me tell you quickly something else, and, and, and I'll, I'll be done. I won't take long. Uh, I can preach for three hours, you can tell. Three hours nonstop. Wanting. The other thing that controls, that takes your joy away is being, wanting to be in charge or controlling things all the time. Gonna control everything. You don't leave anything in the hands of the Lord. You cannot be happy when you live like that. You see, sometimes you see people who are, you know, people who are controlling everything. Like, it's like they are non flexible, their eyes are all over the place, and they, they want to be in charge of everything. Now, I cast everything on the Lord. Cast everything on the Lord. Cast everything. That's how I drive my car. That's how I drive. I, I have refused to be in control. I let the Lord be in control. You know, you know, you know um, uh, foreigners, when we come, the, uh, the, the American immigration, the way these guys are trying to talk to us is very intimidating. Where do you come from? With a deep, strong voice. You know, I used to say, like, like they can ask you where you come from, and we, that, that answer, you, it even flips out of your mind. You say, where exactly do I come from? You <laughs> But, you know, I've learned to give everything. I, I'm, I'm not in charge no more. I just make it easy. I come from here. If a police pulls me right now when I'm driving, I'll be the most comfortable guy. That's how I am. I'm very comfortable. I'm okay. If there is any mistake, I'll be the first one to report it. I say, yeah, that's this one. <laughs> I'm okay for anything. I am ready for what is coming tomorrow. That's my point. So you have to cast, learn to cast your cares on the Lord. Do you know that scripture? That said that casting all, you have ever heard of that? First, first Peter, five what? Five, five, eight? Yeah, casting all of your cares, for he cares for you. Now, like I told you, English is not my first language, but at least you should understand the meaning of the word all better than I do. All means all. All of them. Casting all you. Don't be in charge. Don't, you know, obviously, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be responsible. Don't misunderstand me. But what I'm trying to say is that don't, don't let all the things destroy your life. That's why men, a big percentage of men, uh, when they lose their businesses, they commit suicide. You know why? They have been in charge. Their sense of pride de derives from the possessions they have. But if you have turned loose and let everything in the hands of the Lord, if you lose your business, you still be alive. You don't lose your life. Because your pride and ego is not does not derive from the things you have. It derives from the Lord. Ha right. <laughs> ha. you're preaching really good. Preach, preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you want to hear another point? I know if you don't say yes, a, a loud yes, I won't do it. Should I go ahead again? Yes. Ah, now you're shouting. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the other one that will destroy your joy is being cynical. But cynical and negative. There are some people who are so negative, I tell you. There are some people. They, 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 you see right now, people who are negative, people who are positive, they're enjoying my preaching. And of course, there are some mistakes that I do when I'm preaching that you don't like. Yeah, a positive person, listen, 
A positive person looks for the good out of the bad. Let me wait for you for, for that to sink in before I tell you, the, I flip the coin. He looks for the good out of the bad. A negative person, on the other hand, looks for the bad out of the good. So no matter how good you are, you never satisfy a, a negative person. Everything is wrong. Uh, uh, how, how was the someone today? Like he will go home and a negative person, the, the husband didn't come to church. So the husband, honey, how did the church go today? Yeah, it was good, but there was this guy. He was so shouting and and you didn't get anything out of what he said. I don't remember a word, but he was shouting. All this hour I'm spending preaching, there's nothing good I said. That is a negative person. Negative people can never be happy. You got to enjoy to be positive. Say amen. amen. Be positive. <laughs> you know, you know um, I agree, uh, people here, in, um, you have a different culture from ours. In our culture, if I sit next to you and I don't talk to you, I'm being rude. If you are a stranger and I sit next to you, I'm supposed to say, hey, how are you? And I expect you to open up. So I remember when I was just coming, coming to America those years, and I did not know the Western culture, how to sit next to these guys. How, how are you? <laughs> I remember. How are you? Good, good, good. And I was waiting for him to engage. So how is life? <laughs> he could not talk to me. He was playing a video game. And I was like, he thinks that video game is better than me. I could not understand. So... So I, I, I choose to engage. You, you, you be positive and deliberately positive. Not annoying, of course. But be positive. Be ready to get the punches of the negative world around you. Be ready for it. Give people a smile. You know, a, smile, a genuine smile. Not the fake business sales kind of smile that people put on. I feel, I feel bad for these airline ladies because they have to greet 300 people boarding and they have to smile at each one. Hello, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> By the time you finish 300, your mouth is already dry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, of course, number four, and I'll end with that one, is walking in sin to steal your joy, deliberate sin. Avoid sin. And you should love preachers who love to preach to you against sin. Hang around friends that love, that hate sin or love to preach against sin. You know, people have made the preaching against sin that you are being judgmental. Well, I'm preaching. Jesus preached about sin and death. You know, you know, Jesus mentioned the hell more than he mentioned the heaven. And it's better, <laughs> it's better to make me uncomfortable than comforting me in my sin. It's better. If you're looking for God, don't let someone who to pet you. Hello, it's okay. <laughs> you know, in, in your terminologies here, you are the word good. That's okay. You're trying to be nice, eh? You know, that's nice. That's no problem. No. That made Jesus die. It's not. <laughs> that must be very serious. So you tell people, and, and you, 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 you gotta be direct sometimes. When your friend is, is weighing off, you say, man, you're going to destroy yourself. 
Don't avoid. You tell him or her. I mean, that, that thing will destroy you. You're going to die. You're going to be direct. If you're a good, a genuine friend, be direct and talk to your friends when they're they are going off the way of the Lord. Talk to them. If they don't like you, maybe they don't want to, they don't want to change, but talk. And then you will live a wonderful life. Can you say amen? I want to end here. Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.